welcome to a very special episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And we're only getting wet, wet, wetter. And things are getting bet, bet, better. And I'd like to introduce maybe the most talented young woman I've ever met. Star of stage and screen. The versatile. The hilarious. The multi-talented. Burgeoning superstar. Jackie Tone! Yes, Jamaican air horns all around. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my show. Right? <laughs> thanks for coming in and, yeah, taking over. Okay, yeah, Welcome thanks. to Jackie Tone's Spooky Time Fright Hour. Yeah, Take it away, Jackie. Thanks for coming and being my guest on my special show. It is so great to have you here. I, I, I thought the first thing I wanted to do was, um, you know, that, that was just my intro, but how about you introduce yourself the way you would want to to the audience? You know, tell them who you are, what you're about. Okay, well, well, it gets like, uh, that's a hard, that's sort of a tall order without um, not being braggy, but I think when a person just like tells people like what they do and what they're up to, it get, it might get, well, let's see what happens. Well, um, in It's like he suddenly asked you to write a cover letter. He put you in a rough situation. No, no, I meant like what's her vibe, like what she does. I, I don't mean like a, uh, you know, your resume necessarily because okay. we're going to get into that. Less credit listing, more what's in your heart. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Who, yeah, what you're about. Um, well, what's in my heart is my dog, Glenn, whose head is shaped like an airplane, small head, huge ears, like plain. Oh. First of all, <laughs> um, my name is Jackie Tone, and I have been acting since I was nine years old. I met Ethan and Shibby. I met Ethan first, but I met Shibby soon thereafter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We were all 16 years old, or I was 17. Uh, no, you were 15, I was 16. Yes. Yeah, oh my fucking God. Yeah, couldn't even drive. I, why? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jim. We met doing comedy. I mean, what a bunch of creeps. We were all comedians, but we were children. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, listener at home, I want you to imagine, just for a moment, the funniest 14-year-old you know. (laughs) And then have them just do an hour-long sketch comedy show. And imagine how brutal that would be. Our parents were saints I mean, putting up with that. so supportive. And the audiences were kind of always... I mean, a lot of people were putting up with it. Dare I say, seemed like they may have been enjoying. I know the kids were enjoying it, but I, I just can't imagine myself now as an adult being like, hey, what do you want to do Saturday night? You want to go check out some 14-year-olds <laughs> write and produce their own comedy? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, if we're so lucky, one of them might sexually harass another one. <laughs> that happened a lot. Um, yeah, so we, we've known each other since we were teenagers, and I live in California now. Mm. You still in Connecticut, Shibby? No, you moved. I'm in Kansas. Oh, I'm splitting the diff. God, that's, I don't know that Kansas is splitting any diffs, but yeah. I'm um, So I'm in California now, and I have been since I graduated from high school. And I fancy myself... Uh, a lady with her with her fingers and a lot of pies. I I like to <laughs> a Jill stuff. of all trades. A Jill of all trades. Um, I like to write stand up comedy and perform it, and I like to write music and perform it. I'm an actor. Um, and and all these things are at a, at like a professional 
highest level I would like the audience to know as well. And I'm also going to mention, I'm going to dive in really quick to what I wanted to talk about specifically. The rest of this interview, I'm going to be a little bit spacing out, thinking about, I don't know, shoes that I might want to buy. But you hosted a television show on Netflix called Best Leftovers Ever, is I recall? I am a huge fan of any reality competition show that is like, we've got four contestants over three rounds. The final round, whoever wins a head-to-head wins $10,000. Doesn't matter what they're doing, I'm going to watch it. And this was one of the good ones. Thanks. We had a really good time on that show. I mean, I can't believe that nobody made that show before us. It's such a genius idea. I mean, I didn't Yeah, it was just like a light bulb. What was the premise? Can you tell the audience? Sure. So the show um, was called Best is called. It's streaming on Netflix right now. Um, it's called Best Leftovers Ever, and as should be said, we have three chefs competing over two rounds for ten thousand dollars. And the basic premise of the show boiled down is boiled. What's up, cooking reference? Oh, and, oh my god, sweet is that you take leftovers and you turn them into high-end cuisine and whoever does that the best but the major part of it is it's not like you can take chinese food and turn it into chinese food you have to Mm -hmm. completely change the dish in every way so we were having people turn like a hamburger and fries into chinese food french fry italian food french fry bowl um french fry gnocchi with like uh, bolognese mm. sauce. They would take the French fries Incredible. and turn it into gnocchi, and then take the hamburger and crumble it up into sauce. So, and like we're talking plating. I mean, we mm-hmm. had some amazing transformations. And as I had to eat all the food, I can say it was actually really good. There was like, in the whole season, I think we did eight or ten episodes, three cooks an episode, two. I mean, there's a t- we ate a ton of food. There were like mm-hmm. two two dishes. I was like, oh, I'm. Mom, not gonna fuck with this. Did you say? Did you say like that was awful? Yeah, I said it tastes like schnapps. (laughs) Now let me ask you. That's like an eight-hour filming day. Do you get like a lunch break where you get a meal, or does just what they ever they give you count as your meals? Yeah, but you know, you learn pretty quickly. Like you're not gonna want to really chow down too hard on the provided lunch because you know then you got more coming. Eat a ton of food, and you never want to eat. You have to really split the diff because you never like Kansas. You never mm-hmm. want to. Um, you never want to be so full <laughs> that you don't want to eat anything, but you never want to be so starving that you think something's delicious that isn't. Yeah, hunger is the best seasoning. That's, that's what I always. Say. That's so true. Oh, you're broke. <laughs> that's an Eddie Murphy joke, isn't it? When he with the Ritz crackers, when a man. Really, in the I desert. always just thought it was like an old saying. No, no, but it's also an Eddie, it's from Delirious when the man's in the desert and he gets the Ritz crackers. That's the best Ritz crackers I've ever had. That's, <laughs> that's a great Eddie Murphy. Please never do any <laughs> on recording. No, that's him doing a, a black dude. Uh, yeah, that, okay. Yeah, please. Anyway, so uh, I also checked out, you got another, uh, you got a cartoon out now, Do Re Mi. Yeah. A fun kids cartoon that I checked out. It was really charming this morning. It was a great, you know, fun way to start my day. Watch. I mean, you're not our target demo, so I appreciate you watching and enjoying. Keep in mind, I am basically a child. Oh, I know. I've I've only ever kept that in mind. Are there ice cream cones on your shirt? Uh, No, these are flamingos. Ah, fair. That's not young. Um, I I watched Do Re Mi, and I got to tell you, I think it skews young, but I, as an adult, I enjoyed it. I could watch it 
with my young kid and I could get some entertainment out of it. Like, I think it's one of those shows that appeals on multiple levels. I appreciate that. And I, I think it's something we were going for, for sure. Like my buddy Dave and I wrote all the music. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we were, we were going, I mean, Dave writes for like John Legend and Pink and he's just like a big songwriter guy. And I was, Mm -hmm. I was in that game for a little bit before I realized, wait a minute, I don't want to give these songs away. I want to do them. Why am I doing like we we work so hard in these in this career for anybody to see us at any point that if you like, mm-hmm. take something of value, I think I find it really challenging to be like, no, you do it. Um, yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. So, but so Dave and I were writing all the wrote all the songs for the show, and our basic sort of what's we're looking for like our basic directive that we gave ourselves was just make music for just make music make music for everyone because we were mm-hmm. noticing that little kids. My nieces and my niece and nephews and um, his as well. They're listening to Hamilton and Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars, and they're not just listening to Baby Beluga. I mean, these two-year-olds right. are getting moving their bodies to these intricate rhythms in Hamilton. Um, and so we were like, we don't have to cater, we don't have to talk down to kids. And then ultimately, mm. what ends up happening is, you know, you make a show with quote-unquote kids music, but it, you know, the parents don't want to put the iPad, the microwave. Right, yeah, absolutely. And it's, and so often you find like that when somebody tries to make family entertainment that a, an adult can watch with a kid, they'll do it by like putting in like winking references like, oh, Shrek just met President Nixon and it always just sucks shit. <laughs> Whereas this was just like, what if I just make something that just isn't unpleasant? It's just got some nice music and it's got some good voice acting and the animation's, you know, good to look at. Um, you know, an adult can handle it. It's fine. Do you think Do Re or me are going to meet President Nixon in any episode or no? We're hoping for season two that they meet all of the presidents. Or and Spiro all, Agnew. Yeah, the most the most um, scandalous presidents. We're hoping that the, the birds can meet. Oh, that's yeah, nice. So let's get William Henry Harrison in there. <laughs> Old Tippecanoe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neither. We don't understand that, but we know it's good. Perfect. <laughs> Now, I have a question about um, one of my favorite shows you ever did. Um, it was called Glow. Mm. Oh, yeah. Glow's great. Glow is an awesome show, and it was on Netflix? Yes, it still is. It's streaming. Still, Yeah, still on Netflix. And you guys, I'm telling you, go watch it, because if I didn't know Jackie, I would have been addicted to it, and I would have binged it just like I binged it. Jax, mm. what, what, what was Glow about? What is Glow about? Um, Excuse me. Glow, um, it's still streaming, but it was, that's fair to say, because we were in the middle of making our fourth season and we got shut down because of COVID and never went back. I was going to ask you about that. I think it's disgusting. And it was very disappointing as a, as a, as someone who viewed the show and was a fan. I was, it was, I'll tell you, it was, um, yeah, we took a, we took a pretty massive hit with that one, but, um. So Glow is um, there was a there was a show um, in the '80s called The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which was really sort of groundbreaking and the first of its kind. First of all, it was women being athletic on television, so there were mm-hmm. actual women wrestling on this show, um, mm-hmm. and there was sketch comedy involved. There was a little bit of reality involved. There was music involved. It was really groundbreaking, and it was on in the '80s for I think three or four years. And our Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling was a script, a fictionalized scripted version based on that actual 80s show. 
That's an ill concept. That's so good. And it's true that that was groundbreaking because, you know, say what you want about gorgeous ladies of wrestling, it would definitely pass the Bechdel test, you know? That that it would. Um, bo- both of them, certainly. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, what was... There's so many amazing things about GLOW, but I think as, um, uh, as an actor with boobies, one of the most amazing things about it is... Both of your grandmas we're talking about? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> for an actor with his 80s as well um, that I you know Glow really you know I, I've never really been an athlete um, mm-hmm. certainly said I was to get the part and um, <laughs> you know there were so many limitations that were lifted for all of us we were just sort of you know I'm a comic and I was like yeah I could do I could do wrestling and sports and we ended up not having we didn't have stunt doubles. We did a month of wrestling training before. Oh, oh that's awesome. Chavo Guerrero, who's just wrestling royalty. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Shauna Duggins, our uh, stunt coordinator, who won the Emmy, I think, every year we were on. Um, that's awesome. It's just wild. And it was just truly just us learning how to actually uh, wrestle, wrestle and beat the shit out of each other. And Was it physically taxing? Oh, be, uh, out of control. I mean, we were getting... We weren't like hurt, hurt, but there was like, you know, we were having to go to like cryo and our shoulders. Like I had to learn to body slam somebody like, yeah. so this was like, my body wasn't built. Like normally when you're body slamming someone, you've been alert, you've been preparing for that for years, mm-hmm. weightlifting yeah. and you're a, you know, we were actors and comics who were just like, wait, what do we, how do I do a schoolboy? How do I do a crucifix? I'm suplexing. Like what's happening? We really mm-hmm. did it all. So it's just. So yeah, we hurt ourselves, but thank goodness, it's actually wild to think about how we all got out of there. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't wind up in like a, a Julie Taymor Spider-Man Enter the Dark type of situation. Thank you very much. I am um, just falling from the ceiling in harnesses. I I we I hurt my ankle <laughs> really bad once, season one at the hospital. But really, mm-hmm. Jesus, I I mean. There was I was watching a that Vice uh, Dark Side of Wrestling and they had the fabulous Moolah that lady from the oh team. yeah she's sure. a classic yeah and um, she had some lady go out and wrestle and she broke her neck in a match Oof. and I'm like that's you know that stuff happens I mean it's it's scripted but it's athletic you know it's got just as much risk involved as any other athletic uh, undertaking. Oh. Yeah, you you this it's no joke. It's I mean the the I have a whole newfound respect for wrestling. I mean one of our girls, someone was jumping off a top rope and they were supposed to clear her and jump over her and they landed on her head and uh, her oof. head like went like she did and then like I think we're all sort of primed to be like we're all so replaceable. We're we're aging women in the entertainment business. Don't say you're hurt. And so she just like sort of finished the rest of the day and then ultimately had to take the next day off because she was like I can't I'm 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 in bad shape, yeah. You're, you're not an aging woman in the entertainment industry. But Get you know what here. I'm saying. Like, but this is like how I know. I know what you mean. I know the mind. The mindset. Yeah. Well, but it's 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 not my. I didn't choose that mindset. That's no, no. Like, I know it's the mindset that exists founded, because that's been yeah, pounded because, into me since I've been acting for the last thirty years. Right. I just can't handle hearing you refer to yourself like that because I'm, I mean I'm not. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with aging. It happens to everybody. But that's not like you fucking are. Neither of you are listening. But that's. That's a thing that exists. I'm not saying you're you're dealing with the reality of your industry. Correct, 100. percent Now you're not a big fan of horror movies, correct? Also correct. But you have been a part of one of the most famous horror movie franchises that there are. 
Have I really? What? You're not aware that you were in Freddy um, Part 3? Yeah, that's right. I'm in Halloween. No, I. it was yeah. definitely not one of the most successful franchises in history. Return to Sleepaway Camp? Sleepaway Camp is one of the most famous horror franchises. It really is. It totally is to horror people. It definitely has a very dedicated following, especially in the LGBT community, uh, in part of the franchise, dealing with themes of, you know... Uh, repressing uh, the the consequences of repressing one's gender identity, uh, as well as there, there's the element of camp from the ant character in the first uh, uh, entry. You know, it has a following. I'm not making this up. No, you're looking I, at me I, like I'm crazy. I know you're not making it up because when I did the sequel, people came out of the woodwork, and I was like, oh, I definitely didn't think anybody was ever going to see this. Okay, <laughs> so that's cool. What did you well, did you get murdered in that movie? I did, I did. I think everybody got murdered in that one. Um, that that tracks. That tracks. That feels right. I've watched it, but I think it was like 15 years ago. I remember enjoying it, but that's about I it. I mean, I, you were And high. seeing like, oh, Jackie's in this movie. That's weird. You were for sure high. Um, <laughs> I, I could have been. It, it, yeah, I, I remember so little about it other than it was the first time I ever had a panic attack because they had to plaster cast my head to make the prosthetics. <laughs> And really? I, didn't, I didn't have a panic attack while in the head cast, which I was in for 40 minutes while it dried with only no, no use of any of my senses and straws up my nose to breathe while I blasted the Indigo Girls because I was like, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, which is what I repeated for 40 minutes. Then they took it off and I was somehow fine. But then when I was shooting the movie and they put the prosthetics over my eyes because I died by barbed wire, death by barbed wire. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And thank you. And so when um, when I when I I was driving a jeep through the barbed wire and it gets wrapped around my head and all this, so they had to put like fake barbed wire and cover my eyes and cover my nose, so I couldn't open my mouth or move my head. And when they mm. had put all the prosthetics on me, then I had the panic attack because I was oh. like crawling. Uh, yeah, and that was my first one I ever had. Not my ever. last babies. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the first one you ever had was on set. Well, yeah. And it's like once your brain, once a folder in your brain opens to the possibility that you, you can, can have a panic attack that out of control, unfortunately, then you then you have you can access that, which is not great. Well, yeah, the gates are open. Once you know it can happen, it, then it's able to happen again and again and again, oh. of course. Well, as we're, That's I why I turned we all off all my emotions to like 20 years ago. Good man. Yeah. I think it was more than 20 years ago because you've been like this since I've known you. Fair enough. When I met you, you were like, I repress everything. And I was like, you're 14. It's nice to meet you. I love that anytime Ethan tells a story about me, he gives me an English accent. He has He's done that my forever. entire life. He has forever. It's the greatest. I don't even think it's English. I think it's just specific to you. Or mid-Atlantic, maybe? I don't know. But whoever like it Cary is, Grant. whoever it is, he has a pipe and a monocle. He does. Oh, definitely. That's the simple voice. Um, now, I wanted to uh, make sure that the listeners know where to go before we go into... That was your professional part. Before we move on, uh, to see Do-Re-Mi, uh, you go to Amazon. Yes, watch Do-Re-Mi. So Do-Re-Mi, I'll just tell you really quick. Please tell us more about it. Yeah, I only told you about the music. So Dory and me is an animated musical preschool series that I created with my friend Mike Scharf. And I executive produce and voice with um, a Hollywood miniature mogul, Kristen Bell. What? And what? 
and uh, wrote all the music with my friend Dave Schuler. So I wear a lot of hats on that one. So I'd love it if you'd watch it. It's a fabulous. It's real. It's real fun. And every episode has um, a different musical genre. And there's 50 episodes in the first season. Only 12 are out so far. Oh, I was um, about to say I didn't see all. Yeah, I was about to say I didn't only see 50. Only 12 so far. I saw um, four. Four. Well, there's eight more at your disposal. I loved them. Thank you. I am glad to hear that you did not binge watch 50 episodes of preschool musical <laughs> television in preparation for this interview. I feel like it would break your brain. I didn't. I didn't that's watch a, them. That's a bit much. I didn't watch them to prepare. I watched them because I enjoyed them. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a it's a real fun one. I I love the show, and I think because I had I played no part in this, I can really um, talk about how amazing it is. The animation is so psychotically beautiful. I it mean, is for good. a preschool show, I mean, it's above mm-hmm. and beyond. But even just in general, I mean, it is so beautiful to look at. Yeah, it, it's definitely a step above. I smoked, and I really was like digging the like oh, the yeah. flying through shots. You mm-hmm. know, when the birds are flying through. Fabian, it's just it's it's crazy. It's it really is above so above and beyond being just a preschool show, and the music is for everyone. And um, released on Capitol Records, so, all songs on Spotify. Yeah, so it's just is it's, that wait 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 say that louder. What was that? So Capitol Records is putting all the music out. Oh, nice. Capitol Records, that's big time. I love that, and they're available yeah. on Spotify. Yep. You guys should check that out. I mean, your kids will love it. You'll love it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. And while you're on Spotify, don't forget to subscribe to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. That's right. Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour. And the spinoff, Jackie Tone's Spooky Time Fright Hour, which started today, I believe. I know. Um, I can't believe you guys agreed to come on. Yeah, I know. God, we're hard to get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, normally at this time I'm recording my podcast, so I had to clear that out. <laughs> you're Ray on Do Ray Me. I am. I'm Ray the little hyperactive hummingbird, which tracks. And you say humtastic. <laughs> I humtastic, humtastic, humtastic. Oh, that's awesome. That's like watching, you know, one of those people do their signature things, you know, like watching Ric Flair go, woo. Woo. <laughs> she's, she's really nice. And each of the characters, I mean, we're just hoping that the kids who watch can really see themselves in each of the characters. Um, mm. I think they can. I see myself in the owl. That makes sense. Yeah, because he can't fly and he stays home. And I'm obviously the moon. You're the moon. maestro. <laughs> yes, maestro. I moon. pull the strings. <laughs> you're the. You're. I'm not going to say. <laughs> Although that, when he said, "I pull the strings," that sounded like Ethan's impression of you. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> you know why? Because that's his voice. <laughs> it's a simple answer. Um, who are some of your favorite people that you've worked with? Oh wow, there's that's a crazy one. Um, How's it been working with Kristen Bell on the Doremi? Oh, well, of Great course, example. of course. Working with Kristen on Doremi is incredible. We've been super close friends for the better part of twenty years. Oh, and well, that was so, so. Of course, you enjoyed yeah, it. So I, I almost. I, it's funny. Interestingly, I almost don't even think of her when you're like, "Who's fun to work with?" Because I'm like, "Well, she's fun to get manicures with." Like, <laughs> just someone that's like in my life, and so I don't yeah. think of. She's her not someone life. that like remembers to bring you a coffee. Yes, certainly not. <laughs> like, oh, I picked one up for you. Uh, that is one of my favorite bits when I'm on set. Like, if I'm in a scene with someone super famous, I like to lean over and go. Is there any way you can grab me like just an ice, sort of like an almond milk? Like, <laughs> they don't have, they don't have almond. I'll, I would do oat. I prefer almond. And I'm just look asking Mark Marin. Think it's funny. <laughs> like, I think yeah, really. I think well, it's he fine. He kind of does. 
He kind of does. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if should. I ever pulled that one on him, actually. That was more of, um, I did that one to Betty Gilpin on Glow all the time. <laughs> Gotta fuck you every time. Um, <laughs> I've worked with so many cool people. I can't think. I mean, a lot of the time, it's surprising directors who you work with. There was a woman who directed, mm. named Anya Adams, who directed um, season three, episode six of Glow, where we had a satyr at a campsite. And it was amazing working with her. Like, she's just, yeah, I think it's, working with working with Betty Gilpin was pretty wild because she's she's a, just being around her is a master class on how to do the damn thing. You're just like mm-hmm. watching her make choices and they're so big but so small and so real. And she's just like, she's one of my favorite actors. So to be on a show with her and just be feet away from her watching her do it, um, was is, is pretty was pretty exceptional all the voice actors on do re mi really blew my mind because these guys are such pros and they're on so many shows and video games mm-hmm. and commercials i mean they're machines but their choices oh. don't feel machiney and robotic like they're just unbelievable they're like i was having to lean over and be like how do you do a gulp you know because you have to literally go like gulp yeah, yeah. I was like learning from them in real time and mic distance and just not popping your peas. I mean, these guys really were incredible. I've been really lucky. I haven't worked with too many giant assholes. I noticed you, you did say um, the sound chirp. You said chirp, 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 but you you actually said chirp, chirp, chirp. I love that. Well, it's not easy to make it like a genuine No, I know. That's voice. why I, lo- I love that he said it. Tweet, tweet, tweet. It just makes me laugh. It's funnier that she said like, chirp, chirp, 100%. chirp. 100%. Like, we had other options, and I was like, I think I'm going to say chirp. It's so funny to me. She should have said in a real voice, like, chirp. Uh, um, yeah, um, uh, tweet, tweet. So, uh, tweet, tweet. <laughs> and who, uh, recently, I, uh, there was an SNL guy who did do re mi, um, no? I don't think so. What? Oh, you were just oh, talking. Fred? Yeah. Oh my gosh, of course. So Fred Armisen is one of the stars of our <laughs> You show. made me but feel so crazy just now. Said, I thought you were saying that <laughs> someone on SNL, like Beck and like like Beck Bennett and Kyle, like were doing something about Do Re Me. And I was like, they did a Do Re Me sketch on SNL? No, Fred Armisen is on Do Re Me. Fred yes. has been on so many things since SNL, you you confused me. But yes, he is the absolute greatest. He plays one of our birds, Juan Peacock. <laughs> oh, I could see him crushing that. He literally does. Um, he crushes everything. He he just crushes. He does. One of one of the. Um, it's funny. Juan Peacock's name originally was Guitarlos. <laughs> and, <laughs> Wait, why did you change it? It's, I'll tell you, which is like the best name ever. Our my co-creator Mike made that name up, and the reason Fred came on is so when we first pitched the show, Guitarlos was a guitar. Who, who that had legs so his head was the guitar so he played his own face and his <laughs> okay. wife was a guitar pick named Pequena <laughs> I love and it and he wore high heels and he did flamenco dancing in his high heels while he played his face he and wore Fred high heels like, that's correct and Fred yeah he can pull them off excuse me and Fred was like my men <laughs> and then he was still in anyway but when we got on when we got um, Galman our incredible production company and then Amazon obviously um we sort of streamlined the whole show. So all of the characters that Mike and I created were like weird, you know, music notes or guitar faces or this and that. And then when we streamlined them all into being sort of a bird universe, which is certainly, I mean, way more mainstream and digestible and kitty and delicious. Yeah. We are and, and a lot easier to have a consistent aesthetic with. Of course, especially we're talking about two and three-year-olds, right? So Yeah, you don't want to overwhelm. Yeah. 
And so um, I like then, to overwhelm them. Uh, I know that. And then we became, and then he became a peacock, which we love. I miss Guitarlos, but I'm excited for the peacock. And what's funny about Guitarlos is we probably would have kept his name, but there was like, you know, there was a dude on YouTube who hasn't posted a video. And he's Guitarlos. And then he hasn't posted a video in, you know, maybe 14 years and the account's completely mm. not active, but nobody wants, you don't want to deal you with don't like, want the, that. You don't want that smoke. Being like, you can, you stole my thing and I'm an independent artist. And it's like, well, no, we both independently thought of it, but I mean, in fairness, you thought of it first 14 years ago. And so we couldn't do it. In fairness to him, his name may actually be Guitarlos. Um, but in also quadruple fairness, with something like that, though, I feel like if people would have then YouTubed Guitarlos, it would have gone to him, and it probably would have only been good news for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but but he would sue anyway if he heard about it. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Maybe he hasn't been posting because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you check the obituaries for Guitarlos, Sybil? <laughs> okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I heard a rumor that you were doing were involved something about a project about how your vagina is an agent? No, it's not. It's not an agent. It's just magical because all of <laughs> the people that I, all of my exes get famous. Oh, is that right? That's awesome. So, uh... <laughs> is that right? Um, how proud are you to be the only exception? Yeah, um... what a, what a great fucking idea. Yeah, thank you so much. I had a long string of dating dudes that got super famous and then we would break up. Or we would break up and then they would get super famous. Or super That's good successful. news. I or, mean, good news. I'm sorry. Did I say noose? I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, so that movie, we're, my writing partner and I finished writing it and um, then Do Re Mi came out so we haven't, we haven't really pitched it yet. But, yeah, I'd uh, stick with Do Re Mi. I like that yeah, better. All right, take it easy. We <laughs> Does exist? We're gonna get it made at some point. I'm, I, I listen. I want any Jackie Tone project there is made. I'm, I'm waiting for the next that. one. I know that. I love if that. you were in a committed relationship, is there one dead or aging celebrity you would cheat with? Um, it's a hard question. If I like, why dead or aging? Because that's the question. Um. Okay. Well. It's hard because I'm not a cheaty person. That's just It's not something that speaks to me. Um, no, but I'm saying if your partner was going to give you a, a free pass. So like hall pass as opposed hall to cheating? Hall pass, Okay, yes. already with cheating, I go like, nah, it's just a... No, no, yeah, totally not cheating. Thing. No. Um, I don't know why. Cheating seems to be so interesting to everybody else. And I... Not everybody else, but like a lot of people are just like, yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's sort of just like I, for a while, I thought our generation was done with. No, it, it's a very boring that. thing, and it's stupid. It's so wild, and then it—I don't know. I get anyway. It's not something that speaks to me. But uh, who? The who did I think? Who? Is it Steven Tyler? <laughs> no, but it maybe would have been Steven Tyler, like. I knew it. When I was 30. I knew it. And he was 30, yes. But not Steven Tyler as like an old man now. Oh, okay. All right. But like I, I love Steven Tyler. I knew it. I, I just, that was a guess too. Oh, I love him so much. And he used to be so hot, that mouth. Oh my God. He does look very kissable. I mean, he does look very kissable. Um, I, I can't really, I can't really think of who. Um. Who do I love? Then? No former presidents. Oh, God, no. Obama was hot. 
Obama is hot, yeah. But I, I don't know hot. that I ever wanted to like get down, but yeah, he's so hot. Clinton was good looking. Nah, he was a little nah. too. I think I think like when a man thinks they can get anybody, it's yeah, not attractive yeah. to me. Right. Like when a dude is like <laughs> I'm on these dating apps and then it says like you know, they explain themselves. So it's like, you know, me and then they explain themselves in a way that makes birds fly down and sew me closed and then they <laughs> and then the way they describe them they go you like what I'm looking for you and like so a lot of the time they say like must be able to hold a conversation <laughs> what you think you you think you're such a prize that the thing you're looking for is that I be good enough to be able to have a conversation with you it's so maddening well there's it's a lot of people original. There's a lot of people that can't hold a conversation, to be honest. All right, but don't put that in your profile because a person who can't hold a conversation doesn't know that. You're right. That's yeah. a so good then point. it's like everybody thinks they can hold a conversation, so it's just like a useless thought to be like, <laughs> you better. It's also like saying, must be pretty. It's like, of course, every, I don't know that, like, do better. You don't think there's someone out there who sees that profile and they're like, wait, I can't hold a conversation, and they just, you know, keep going? Nope. Okay. I agree with you. Thank you. What should be? It just sounds, yeah, you're starting it off by negging, you know, just being like, you. They all neg. Yeah. And anybody that says, like, looking for a partner in crime, those guys get left swiped immediately. A partner in crime? 70%. You know how easy it is? It's a great weeder because um, 70% of people put it on their profile. So I just go, nope, nope. Like, if you're, if it's, like, if that's your idea of, like, creative and what you're looking for, it just, it doesn't, that those brains. You know intimately what sort of brains speak to me, and it's not a brain that says what. Looking for else. a partner in crime. Well, no, it's it's just not a brain that says what everybody else's brain says. Of course. And so, with that yeah. in and of itself, is like okay. Looking for the Bonnie to my Clyde. Out, and the, or a very popular one for some reason is like something I still can't get over. Fifty percent of dudes say Game of Thrones season it, whatever eight, whatever the last season was. Mm. They say what? Yeah. Game of the last season of Game of Thrones. That's what they can't get over. Yep. Your silence. Your silence is appropriate. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's they can't get over it. That's not something I would ever uh, admit in public if I felt it. Yeah, I mean, I had trouble with it, but I'm over it. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you moved on. I was really into the show too, but you know, it only lasted a couple hours after the last episode, and then I was on to other things. That's right. Like self hatred, anxiety. I was back to normal. Self hatred and married at first sight. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, if I had a deal breaker, it would probably be any mention of Harry Potter. Just gonna cut oh, that uh-huh. one right off. I love Harry like Potter. I'm 40 years old. I don't need to know that you love Harry Potter when I'm trying to like find out if I want to kiss you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like sure. it's just all right. I I do want to know that because that's just the wrong vibe for me. I would, I would not be, I would be fine with a mention of Harry Potter, totally. That's fair, and I'm not, I'm not even saying there's something wrong with it. I'm just saying it's not. Fair. Right. I think there's very different stuff. Like if, if I was a dude and a girl put that, I'd be like, oh, cute, she's into Harry Potter. But as a woman, if a guy yeah. put that, and I yeah, actually like, I love too. Harry Potter. If you want to, if we want to watch that, that's chill. But if you love it so much that at 40 you're putting it on your profile, I think it's a different story. You were weirded out when I sent you a picture from the movie the other day. Oh, yeah, I was weird. Well, I just didn't know what you were doing. 
I, I was watching and Dobby died and they buried him and I was so sad that I had to share it with someone. So Jimmy. they Jimmy. see this is this is yeah, but Jimmy, who's wrong and weird here? Like literally out of <sighs> nowhere, I think I got a picture of Dobby's gravestone from Ethan and I was like, is he gonna kill himself? Like what is this? Wait. Dobby's like a little gremlin, right? Yeah. He's like a little horrible man. <laughs> and the, and the gravestone said like here lies Dobby or something. And I was like, a, a free you? elf. It said, here lies Dobby, a free elf. Cause he got buried and he was free. Cause Harry freed him. This is fucking grotesque, <laughs> but he died a free elf. I want you to look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> and then sent me that. And then thought I was weird for being like, Hey, what is this? Why are you sending me this? Yeah, I was like, it's, yes. it's, it's Dobby. You know, he died, and it was an important moment in the film. Uh huh. I'm I'm with Jackie on Thank this. Thank you, Shibby. Of course you. Are. I got to keep it a hundred. Do you want to do a quiz about you? Oh boy, sure. Okay, are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Jackie. Ooh. Oh yeah, let's have a theme song. Make up make up a theme I'll... song about the quiz called Quiz About You. Okay. Uh, who me you, or Jackie? Jackie. You. you. Okay. Gonna find out what's going on. It's a quiz about you. Quiz about you. Quiz about you. Background vocals. Yeah, yeah. I'll cut that all together later if I'm not too tired. Jackie Tone, who did you play in the 2020 short The House Call? (laughs) Are you serious? It was last year. Well, I'll tell you Nobody this. had that much going on last year. You got to remember. But I'll tell you this. I never said my own character's name. And, <laughs> I, and in my defense, listen, I never said my own character's name and it was only voiceover. Oh. So I never had to memorize okay. anything. So my buddy sent me the script. I literally read the lines in, a, in, a, in my closet and sent them back. And the whole thing probably took me 10 minutes. So that's not quite fair. It's not like I... I feel like there isn't anything, any other character I wouldn't know the name of. It is a... Cr- oh, so I picked <laughs> the old... Yeah, exactly. Doctor Thank you. something. Wah, wah, wah. Um, yeah, that's half right. All right, Doctor something. Doctor... Doctor... Doctor Nelson. Doctor Michaels. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're... Oh, that's a half point. Yes, half, half point. Number two, Jackie Tone. What was the Christmas episode of Glow called? <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know the names of the episodes. You could guess it. Okay. Um, uh, it's what you would call it if you were naming it. Every potato has a receipt. <laughs> That's an episode of Glow. I know, but it's not that one. Um, it's called A Very Glow Christmas. You looked it up. I saw no, I you looked it up. I swear to God. I swear to God. You're not looking at the screen. I swear ding, ding. to God. I trust you. Jackie you got it. it. You uh, Here's why I got it. You All said right. it's what you would call it. Yeah, okay. I Ethan, give it to you. what was the name of any episode of Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour? Of any episode? Name. Give me the title of any episode. Really Thank quick. you, Shibby. Um, straight out of Shaolin, it's Cropsy. Very close. It was episode 204, straight out of Shaolin. 
It's Cropsey. Okay, I got it right. All right, Jackie Tone. <laughs> I think he was looking too, but okay. I was, How can I look for that? What Latin hit did you sing on MTV pre-2000? Mumbo number five. Correct. Oh, classic. <laughs> a little bit of Rita in my life. A little bit of Tina in my mind. A little bit of... Okay. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Now, what was the name of your character okay. in Sleepaway okay. Camp? Oh, I know. Um, Linda. Very good. You're heating up. You know why I knew it was Linda? Ding, ding. I probably wouldn't have remembered, but since we talked about Sleepaway Camp before, the folder opened. Oh, I oh, see. Go. Very good. Unfortunately, that's the same folder with the panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you okay? I think so. Who did you play in Chips in 2017? Oh, I have no idea. Nor I mean, I had two lines. Nora. Amy Stevenson. Amy Stevenson. I would have gone with Linda again. I feel like Linda's a safe bet. I bet you get called in for a lot oh, of Lindas. Oh, boy, don't I. What was your cousin's bedtime snuggle toy called? <laughs> Is it Piwo? Piwo's cousin. Piwo's cousin. Piwo's cousin. It was all right. It was it was the cousin of one of the other pillows, Shibble. That no, that only makes sense. So she had a pillow, but then she didn't want to take that pillow out because it was her prized possession. So she had to get it a cousin, and its name was Piwo's cousin. <laughs> Perfect. It makes me squeal still. All right, last question. Who has the best doll collection out of all your friends? <laughs> Definitely Mel. That is correct. Very Definitely good. Congratulations Mel. to Mel. Very good. Um, now, and congratulations to Jackie. You win. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jackie Tone. It's been a blast. Oh, it's been so super, super fun time. I like how we're still on a first and last name basis. <laughs> Thank know, you, Jackie you've Tone. Both, you've been thanking If you want to call time. me Chris Shibby Anderson, I, that's completely understandable. No one has ever phrased it that way, which is strange. <laughs> Jackie, thank you so much for joining us for Uncle Monster Interviews. You're only the second interview we've done. Uh, we only save it for our most special and honored of guests. And we look mm -hmm. forward to seeing you on the main episode, which is the season finale. Hooray! See you there.